Hi, this is Malia Warner. Welcome to Power Principles, the podcast. Last week, we talked about the power of I decide. Your superpower is the freedom to choose your life. This week, we're taking the power of I decide to the next level. Welcome to episode two, What Do I Want? Hi, it's Malia, and thank you for listening. The power principle today is the power of want, the power of desire. If you are ready for something more in your life, but you aren't sure where to start, oh my friend, this episode is for you. If your life seems to be filled with a lot of problems, if you just seem to have a lot of issues right now, even a lot of drama, this episode is for you. If you want to fix the problems, but don't really know how, I'm so excited that you're listening today because this is really going to help. I'm going to break down today's episode into three segments. First, I'm going to share my story of how this principle of want and desire manifested in my life. Second, we're going to talk about why want and desire is a power principle. Third and finally, and the most important thing is, how do you decide what you want? If you think I'm going to reveal your secret heart's desire in today's episode, not so. If I told you what you want or what you should want, I would be a false teacher. Here's the truth. I don't know what you want, but that's okay because you do. Even if you don't think you do, you do know what you want. What I am going to teach you are five things that get in your way of knowing what you want. Then once you are aware of these five things, then you have the power to get past the blocks and discover your core desire. Are you ready? Let's dive in. So first of all, my story. When I was recovering from postpartum depression and chronic illness, there were some books and some talks that really helped me. That's why I love books. That's why I write and why I do podcasts. I believe that story is a teaching and empowering tool. So one of the books I read was Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. And one section, just one small section of that book had a big impact on me. She was in the midst of a super hostile divorce and it had launched her into depression. So she was also trying to discover from depression and I could relate to that. And she started asking herself, what do I want? And her answers were simple and they really surprised her. She started going, oh, I want to leave this party early and go home and read a book. I want to buy a new pencil box. Something about those simple answers were so liberating to me. I started to think, really? That's a thing? You can leave a party if you want to. You don't have to stay because you're socially obligated. Really? I can want something for myself? I can buy something at the store for myself? This was revolutionary to me. Up to that point, I hadn't considered it even a possibility to want something for myself or to think about what I wanted for myself. I had lived my life according to shoulds, oughts, and have tos. What should I do? What do people think I should do? 
What should I want? What do people think I ought to want? What do I have to do? What do people expect me to do? And my life was so heavy. I didn't feel like a liberated 21st century woman. I felt like a servant. Actually, I felt like a slave. I felt like a slave in my life. My life was a cage that someone had built around me. And Liz Gilbert's simple questions, what do I want, started to open the door of that cage just a little. Now, I didn't want to get divorced, but my marriage was strained. Depression is hard on marriage. Illness is hard on relationships. But I began to think, could I experience that same sense of freedom to want, freedom to explore my own heart's desires within my marriage and within the responsibilities that I have to my children? And just this thought of beginning to explore my heart's desires started to crack open this sliver of light in my darkness. And little by little, I began to ask, what do I want? And as I did that, there were a lot of things that manifested. I wanted to slow down. I wanted a life where I didn't have to prove my worth. I wanted to enjoy things more. So there were a lot of things, but I'm just going to address kind of three that I really chose for myself at that time. And I can attest that the moment you decide what you want, magic starts to happen in your life. From the moment you decide what you want, miracles happen. So my first big decision at that time was I decided I wanted health. I decided I wanted to get 100% well. I didn't want a Band-Aid fix. I didn't want medication to just ease my symptoms. I wanted healing to the core of my bone marrow. And this was a choice because honestly, being chronically ill has some perks. It's kind of a get out of jail free card or get out of organizing the PTA summer carnival card. You know, those things that just might feel too heavy. Well, if you're chronically ill, you kind of have a built-in excuse to get out of those things. So I had to make a choice that yes, I was going to get 100% well. And if that meant sometime I would have to organize the PTA summer carnival, I would organize the PTA summer carnival, but I wanted health. I wanted to be vibrant. I wanted to have energy to play with my kids. I wanted to be able to enjoy life. I wanted to be able to vacuum my floor. And from the moment that I made that decision, guess what happened? I opened the mailbox one day and there was an offer to a local gym that was opening. And I decided I wanted to be healthy and I gave myself, listen to this, I gave myself permission. Permission to invest time and money into myself and into my healthy life. Permission goes hand in hand with this power principle of want and desire. And it is next week's episode. Episode three is going to be the power of permission. So I gave myself permission and I signed up for the gym. I paid the monthly membership. The bonus of signing up was that I got to meet for six months with a personal trainer. I actually paid for the gym daycare for my kids and I started taking yoga classes. 
I would drop my older two kids off to school and then I would take my younger two kids and take them to the daycare and I would go and I would meet with my personal trainer and I would take yoga classes. And I began to invest in learning about my physical health. At this, about this same time, one thing I really decided was that I wanted to be present with my kids. I wanted to enjoy my kids while they were little. Up till this time, I had done all of the toil and slave work of mothering without really allowing myself to enjoy the perks. I believed that I always had to be busy cleaning, cooking, dusting the mop boards, painting the mantel place, running our business. So for the first time, I really started to ask myself, what do I want? What do I want to do today? And I gave myself permission to be with my kids. We would come back from the gym. It would be like nine o'clock in the morning. And I'd say, what do I want? And what I really wanted was to snuggle on the couch with my little boys and watch Sesame Street. I had never given myself permission to do that before. Anytime I would sit down to watch a a children's TV show, my busy brain would start going, you should be washing the dishes, you should be balancing your checkbook, there's so much more that you should be doing, you should be doing something more productive, you should be accomplishing something, not wasting time here watching Sesame Street. And so for the first time, I just shooed that all away. And I just let that all go, I let the house go, I let all of that feeling of obligation, and. I allowed myself to be where I wanted, which was with my kids. There's something so magical about having a baby and a toddler under each arm and just caressing their cheeks and laughing together at Big Bird. And sometimes I would fall back asleep a little bit and there is just nothing better than having a little nap with babies in your arms with little ones in your arms it is a feeling that i cherish to this day it's one of my favorite things it's something that i really wanted it's something that i still want i anytime i have a chance to hold a little one i want that feeling i love that feeling to me that's one of the perks of life and for the first time i allowed myself to want it and to fulfill it in my life Another thing I decided was that I wanted to read. Up until that time, I had I just really didn't read very often because I always felt like I needed to be accomplishing something more productive than being lazy and reading a book. And so I gave myself permission to read and I started to read things that I wanted to. I started to read fiction and, and just anything I could get my hands on. And we would go outside in the afternoon with my kids and lay a book out and I would read some books to them. And then after a while they would go play on the swings and I would open my book and I would lay in the sun and read. And then my kids would yell, mom, watch this trick, watch me do this. And I would look up and I'd watch their latest acrobat and I would applaud for them and they'd smile so big. And they loved that I was outside and that I was witnessing their acrobatics. And then I would go back to my book and I would read. I loved it. It was something I wanted. I allowed myself to want it and I allowed myself to fulfill that want in my life. So every day at this time, I just started asking myself, what do I want, big or little things? And I practiced allowing my life to be open to wanting and fulfilling and receiving those wants. And after a few months, this led to what I would call 
a big want. And I remember this day specifically. We were going for spring break. We were on a 10 hour car drive and I was in the passenger seat while my husband was driving, writing things in my notebook like I often did at that time. And I remember looking up and saying to my husband, do you know what I really want? I want to write. Now I had been married 10 years and I had never, never mentioned to my husband my lifelong dream of becoming a writer. I had hardly in those 10 years mentioned it to myself. There were a lot of reasons that I had suppressed that desire. And those reasons kept that dream buried. For 10 years, I didn't do anything about it. I hardly even thought about it for myself. I just, I kept it so hidden, so deep down. I didn't write. I didn't make up stories for my kids. I buried it deep, deep, deep. So saying out loud, I want to write, I remember that feeling. It was liberating. It was like I was opening the door of my cage and taking ownership for my life. I was taking the first steps into being the creator of my life, the architect of my destiny. So several months after that, we moved, we came to a new state. And one day I opened our mail. I got my first city water bill. And what was inside the city water bill? A flyer announcing a writer's class through the local arts program. So of course I signed up. I began my journey towards doing something that I wanted. It's been a long journey and I am so glad I finally declared it. I finally said out loud, I want to be a writer. And then I'm so glad I started that first step, which led to the writer's class. So this leads to the second section of why want and desire is a power principle. Why want and desire are actually at the core of your best life. So the other day I saw another advertisement on productivity coaching. Productivity coaching is great. I could probably really benefit from some productivity coaching. Coaching on how to be more efficient, how to use your time wisely, how to get more done, how to produce more. The problem with productivity is that oftentimes it is a smokescreen. Busyness can be a false sense of worth. So I believe that what we need before any productivity coaching is coaching on what we really want. I could spend all kinds of efforts in the day being incredibly productive at tasks that don't mean anything to me and that make me tired accomplishing things that in the long run don't get me the life that I want and don't get me where I want to be. So it's not as important to be productive as it is to do and to know what it is that you really want to do. You can get a lot further in life taking a lot of time to do something that you want than doing something that you don't want really efficiently. Why is it good to want? It's actually essential to want. Want is the engine, the fuel of creation. Desire is the fuel of our creative power. Joseph Fielding Smith said that the education of our desires is one of far reaching importance to our happiness in life. 
the education of our desires. That means getting educated. That means learning about, that means training ourselves, teaching ourselves about what it is that we desire. Getting to know ourselves, our hearts, our interests, our inclinations. Our desires are what make us unique. Our desires make us uniquely human and give us our distinct personality. There is power in our natural desires, power in knowing myself and knowing what I want. So go ahead right now, grab a piece of paper, make a mental list. What do you want? I'm not kidding. Do it. Think of something right now. Big, little, just think of something. What do you want? What do you want today? Could you do it? Did you come up with something? Did you come up with a couple of things? If you did, good job. If you struggled to come up with it, don't judge yourself. Just notice that it was hard. This episode is perfect for you. I've got you. We will figure out why. Several years ago, I could not have done this. I could not have asked what I wanted. I couldn't have come up with anything. It it seemed so selfish, so self-serving, and so far from the selfless, sacrificing mother that I believed all the church lessons were telling me I had to be. Could I really sit outside in the sun and read a book? Could I do it and still be a good mother? As I was writing out the script for this episode, I took my invitation to heart and I started making a little list of things that I want. What do I want? And I, I wrote down, what do I want today? I want to go to bed early. I want to do a jigsaw puzzle. I want to tell a joke. I want to read five pages of my book. I want to sit at my front window when it's sunny and watch the birds. Birds are fascinating. The birds in my front yard are very entertaining. And I wrote, I want to hold a baby. It just popped into my head. I have no babies around me. My sister lives away from me. I have no babies around me, but I wanted, I just decided I wanted to hold a baby. Now, how cool is this? The next night, my husband and I have a work dinner party and I hadn't even thought of this. We go to the work dinner party and guess what? There's a couple who have a three month old baby and guess what? I held that baby all during dinner. He looked at me, we made eye contact, he smiled, he talked to me, he told me his three month lifelong story. We bonded and he fell asleep in my arms. I held a baby. It was something I declared I wanted and voila, just like that. The universe is magical, it's magic. The moment you decide what you want, Miracles begin to happen in your life. So why don't we use this more often? I'm going to go back to the basics that it is because we either lack the knowledge or the power or both of how to utilize, how to implement this principle into our lives. So maybe you're lacking a knowledge of what you really want. I think that most often our number one problem is that we don't know what we want. We are great at knowing what we do don't want. But guess what? The universe gives us what we think about. So we wake up in the morning and we hardly ever ask ourselves, what do I want today? 
Well, because we don't really know, we don't take the time to figure it out, but we do know what we don't want in the day, right? I don't want to lose my keys. I didn't want to be late. I didn't want to forget that doctor's appointment. I didn't want my spouse to bring up that topic that started the huge fight. I didn't want the dog to throw up on my shoes, etc., etc. We are so good at knowing what we don't want and that's what we end up keeping on our minds. That's what we end up thinking about are the things that we don't want. The universe gives us what we think about. So we end up getting the things that we don't want because that's what we think about. And then we grow accustomed to getting what we don't want and we expect that whatever shows up in our life is going to be what we don't want. And we begin to expect it and we just begin to see that whatever shows up in my life, there's gonna be something wrong with it. It's gonna be something that I didn't want. And then we just get in this rut, this cycle of living that way over and over and over. Well, the way to change it is to decide what you do want. Think about it, decide it, keep that in your mind. Let that fill the creative space of your brain. And then the universe will deliver that to your doorstep instead of the things that you don't want. So I'll make the invitation again. What do you want? Think of something you want today. Big, little, anything. And this doesn't have to be your great big one. You have permission to want more than one thing. You can want multiple things a day. You can want things right now. You can want things a little bit later. Guess what? There's no limit. It's unlimited wanting, unlimited wanting. So just pick something, pick something that you want right now. Choose, make a decision. What is something you want today? Good job making a decision. Now allow yourself to be open to receive that. And then little by little, practice that more and more. Practice deciding, practice choosing, practice being in tune to what you want and allowing yourself to receive it in your life. All right, that brings us to our third and final segment of the What Do You Want podcast episode. As I mentioned before, I don't know what you want and that is okay because you do. And you might argue with me. You might think, I really don't know. I really don't know what I want to do with my life. I really, I really don't know. And that's when I invite you to change the way you talk to yourself. And instead of saying, I don't know what I want, say, I'm in the process of figuring out what I want. I'm exploring what I want. I'm exploring what things interest me. Nothing in life is permanent. Just because we say we want something today, okay, we might change our minds and not want it tomorrow. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be written in stone. It doesn't have to be your final answer. This is not, do you want to be a millionaire? This is not your final answer. This is an opportunity to play, explore, experiment, listen, listen to the inklings of your heart. Listen to the things that give you zing. Start to pay attention to things in life that really make you feel good and then look for more of that. If you are struggling to come up with what you want, there may be one of five things, maybe all five things that are blocking you. 
as I mentioned before, I had had a lifelong dream since when I was in the fourth grade that I wanted to grow up and be an author. I did nothing about it. I kept that dream so suppressed. Why? Because I didn't know how to become an author, because I was afraid, because I didn't know who could give me permission to do it. There were all of these things that kept me from allowing myself to want that and to go for it. So these, these five things are what I'm going to teach you so that you can be aware of these blocks and know how to power through them. Okay, the first one obviously is that you just may not know what you want. I honestly don't know. I never thought to ask myself, what do I want? I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it was possible. I didn't know I could do that. Well, now you know. Now you know and you can begin to ask yourself, what do I want? Just be open to that question. Let it take however long it takes. What do I want? What do I desire? What do I want in my marriage? What kind of a marriage do I want? What do I really want? Can I really have the marriage that I want? The second thing, number two, is permission. We think our lives belong to someone else and that someone outside of me has to give me permission to go for what I want. Maybe this comes from childhood when we did have to get our parents' permission, but guess what? I'm grown up now and my life belongs to no one but me. It doesn't even belong to God. God gave me my life. I own my life outright. I can choose to dedicate my life to God, but still that's my choice. God gave me my life as a free gift, no strings attached. I don't even need God to give me permission to want what I want or to go for what I want. Although I do like to ask God's opinion about almost everything because God always has really good advice. The third thing, number three, fear. Very often we don't allow ourselves to want what we want because we are either afraid that we won't get it or we are afraid that we will get it. Dreaming can be scary and there are all kinds of brain reasons for fear. And we are going to talk about a lot of those throughout this podcast series. Number four, the fourth thing is what I call our false martyr syndrome. We have this fear of not being worthy, that if I go for what I want, that if I want things, that that makes me a selfish person. Can I get what I want? Can I have what I want and still qualify for heaven? So it's this false belief, a false belief that we have to suffer for a cause, even die for a cause in order to be worthy of heaven. Okay, moms out there, how often do you take on the role of stay-at-home martyr instead of stay-at-home mother? Along with false martyr syndrome, we have a gross misunderstanding of sacrifice. For Christians, this comes naturally from believing that Jesus Christ gave his life for us. We honor him for that, and rightfully so. But that concept of sacrifice gets twisted in our brains, and we believe that sacrifice means we have to suppress our own natural inclinations and desires. We incorrectly believe that sacrifice means setting aside our interests and passions. And so we end up living outside of ourselves and we actually don't serve anyone this way. Our life becomes a waste of the talents and gifts that we could have offered to the world. Your brain might want to resist this idea. You might want to argue that Jesus did give his life for us. Yes, he did. But Jesus wanted to give his life for us. He wanted to save all humankind from physical and spiritual death. He promised us he would. That was his life's mission. Jesus gave his life, accomplishing his life's mission. 
It's what he wanted to do. It's what he promised he would do. You might say, well, no one would want to bleed from every pore in Gethsemane or be nailed through the wrists and ankles and hang on a cross. Wanting something doesn't mean that the pursuit of it and the fulfillment of it will be without pain, effort, blood, sweat, and tears. When we really want something, we are willing to do what is required. We're willing to experience the good with the bad. Jesus is our best example of living what he wanted. He wanted to do the will of his Father. And for God-fearing people, we want that also. And I promise you have natural wants, natural desires that align with the will of God. God has given us, he has gifted us natural interests and passions for a reason And God has given us the freedom to choose and act on these natural desires. Our desires make us unique. This is how we serve the world, by giving authentically of ourselves, by sharing from our hearts. So number four, make sure that you get out of false martyr syndrome. That's a lie. It's a twist to trick you into suppressing your natural inclinations and desires. And it stops you from discovering what you really want, the mission that you really want your life to accomplish. Okay, final thing, number five, and this will be another podcast episode, not knowing how to get it. This is one of the hugest, hugest principles that I've learned. Don't worry about the how. I did not allow myself for the longest time to say that I wanted to be a writer because I didn't know how to do it. And so I thought because I didn't know how to do it that I shouldn't want it. You do not need to know how. All you need to do, your only job is to decide what you want. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do any other work. It's kind of the easiest thing in the world. Your job is to decide what you want. This is your super power. I decide, make a choice, leave the how to the universe. My part is to dream and desire as little or as big as I want. I don't have to know the how. God, the universe, that's their job to reveal the how to me. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. I love that quotation. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. I'm the student. My homework is to make the decision. What I want, I get to decide. My teachers are waiting for me to decide. Then they can do their job, but they can't do their job until I first decide the what. Once I decide, little by little, the how will be revealed to me. The moment you make a decision to choose what you want, miracles begin to unfold in your life. And here's a little bonus hint I'll throw in with the how. If it seems that your resources are small, limited, constricting, if you feel like you don't have the money to pursue this dream or the want, it's because your want is small. Our resources expand to meet our desires. So if your resources are small, it's an indication that you are suppressing, constricting, resisting your desires. The universe answers the desires of our hearts. I have so many examples of this. It's really miraculous. So if your resources are small, it's because 
your wants are small. You're constricting your wants. The resources will be there. You do the work of deciding what you want and the resources will manifest in your life. Okay, my friends, are you ready? You know what you want. I hope that today sharing my story has helped you and that you can see why want and desire are a power principle and that you're ready to break through the five barriers that keep you from finding your core desires. I can tell you this, you can never achieve it until you declare it. And you can't declare it until you decide it. The first step is to choose. It's the core of our existence, making choices. I get to decide. My superpower, I get to decide. This can be so fun. Play around. What would you do if no one was watching? If skill or money didn't matter, what would bring you sheer joy today? For me, wrestling with words for five hours? Yeah, I do want that. That is my zing. What about you? What is your zing? What gives you sheer joy? What is worth the work and wrestle for you? What do you want? Decide it, declare it, picture it, and be ready to get it. Thank you for listening to Power Principles, the podcast. This is Malia Warner. I will meet you here next week with episode three, The Power of Permission. Have an awesome week deciding and receiving what you want. Bye for now.